Wow, hello. Um, This is a very present moment podcast because it's exactly what I'm going through at the moment and how I'm feeling and everything. But basically, two days ago, I did the London Marathon and I've been preparing for it not long, like compared to other runners, not long, but it felt like I put lots of energy into it and training, which I did, but like nothing could have prepared me for Sunday and also the aftermath. So let's firstly talk about the aftermath and then let's go into the marathon. So I genuinely felt like I was hit by a lorry. Like I, everything in my body is completely, it's not just doms. You've got bones, muscles, tendons, ligaments, everything's hurting, everything's hurting. Um, And then there's that also emotional aspect of just feeling so emotionally drained. Today, I woke up quite anxious, I would say. Also, because I thought I'd feel a lot better. I thought, oh, day two, like, I'm going to feel pretty much all good. Like, I'm going to be ready to be able to walk outside. Like, I literally wasn't able to walk outside yesterday. And things hurt even more. Think different things hurt that I didn't know were hurting. Anyways, let's actually talk about the marathon and what it taught me, how it actually went, going really into some detail. So about a week before the marathon, I actually like injured my ankle because I tried on new trainers, which wasn't very clever of me. Well, they weren't new. They, I already had worn them before, but I hadn't worn them for months. And I hurt my ankle, so I had to have physio appointments and it was recovering. So that was like a little bit of a scare for the marathon. I thought, oh gosh, am I even going to be able to do it? Then, as I saw a clearer road to recovery, I realised, okay, I can do this. And like the day before, in the morning of it, I was so excited. I had so much adrenaline. I just felt good. And as we started... Things were feeling really good. I was feeling fast and I had read so many places that you really should pace yourself because you don't want to just run with the adrenaline and then hit a wall at like 20 kilometers or whatever. So I thought I was pacing myself, but then at the same time I kind of was running with it and it was so amazing. There were so many of you guys like standing in the crowds, like cheering, go Anna and a lot of the participants have their name on their outfit so you have like random people calling out like go David or go Steve or go Beth I don't know and I didn't have my name on my stuff which I actually kind of liked because when I did hear go Anna I literally looked and it was either some lovely young girls being well I say young my age (laughs) um just screaming my name or it was my mum or something and It was just so lovely and the atmosphere was incredible. It was, I had never seen such a community come together and especially, I don't know about other people that live in like England or London, but sometimes I feel like we're disconnected, especially in London. Like everyone walks around with their like phone and headphones and off to work, off here. We're all so individual. And then this marathon was such a community event everyone was cheering everyone on everyone was supporting like it was just 
people were standing outside in their dressing gowns on the side of their road like cheering for people and it was just so nice and it literally made me run faster and I was vlogging this all as well on my GoPro and I think it was about 27 kilometers in so at this point I'm like fuck like I'm really good at this like I'm gonna be a professional runner and I started getting a stitch now I didn't have probably I genuinely don't think I had any stitches in my training so basically I was training in Bali for about six weeks and then before that I was like doing a month or two in England and in Bali I was doing a 27 kilometer 30 kilometer 20 kilometer like I was doing long distances and not once did I get a stitch yes was my body like completely aching throughout it and like everything was hurting while I was running but I slowly learned in Bali that I can actually run through that pain of like joint and muscle pain but I had never practiced with a stitch and I started getting a stitch in the marathon and I was just like okay it's fine I know what to do this is just deep breaths so I slowed it down a little and I started taking these long deep breaths that's what I knew a stitch was I kid you not literally basically for the rest of the race I had this stitch I stopped I walked I did everything and it wouldn't go away and I think it must have had something else to do with like maybe the salts or like electrolytes you know basically muscle cramping in my stomach and I actually still feel the muscle pain in my stomach right now and it's two days after but yeah so I'm gonna take you through kind of emotionally what this did for me and I did not expect the marathon to be emotional I well I thought oh yeah I'll cry at the end because I'll be so happy and proud but it was completely different so at this 27 30 kilometer mark I was running and I was in pain I was in a lot of pain and you know with all my work on myself I thought I'm pretty good at not caring what other people think and even just like I haven't told you guys yet but these last well this last week that I've been back in London my attitude towards everything I do is so different I am dancing down the street I am not joking you when I am skipping bopping my shoulders crumping down the street and I don't look at anybody's faces like I don't care what people think and it's been so healing for me because I feel like I guess it was partially like yes in London there's just lots of people always looking and I don't know but it's also that judgment on yourself and I'm just at a point where like I'm living my main character life I don't care and then I think what happened here was I knew obviously people from my following were in the crowd and I had judgment I put judgment over myself for that that I was walking and this was when it kind of hit me because I was basically jogging I hadn't walked yet I was jogging and I was really out of breath like to the point where I literally couldn't breathe and I was like Anna you're going to have to stop and walk and my brain was like no you're not allowed to there's no way you're allowed to walk in this race you've got too many people watching people are going to think that you've given up your followers are going to be like, oh my god, can she not run? Has she not been training for this? Like, my brain was just spiralling. And that's when it hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's still more work for me to do. Because 
clearly the only person that's putting this judgment on is myself. The fact that I'm assuming other people are judging me is a direct lesson that I'm judging myself because no one was judging me. No one is ever judging you, okay? And it took me two hours of this. I ran the first three hours so, like I think I did 30 kilometers in three hours, three hours and a bit. And then it took me two hours and a half to run the next 12K. It was painful, it was long. And I was crying so much. I was literally crying as I was walking because I was remember just thinking like, I was trying to cover my face and just cry in my own little world while walking slash jogging in so much pain. Every muscle, every joint was hurting. My stomach was cramping. I couldn't breathe. My throat was sore. And then on top of the physical was I like emotionally so like embarrassed and and upset and thought I had failed and and I just wanted my mom and I just wanted support and I just wanted it to be over. And it was like so like when I look back at the videos, I'm gonna be posting a YouTube video soon. I think in a week and like I was really breaking down and when I look back at the videos it just makes me cry again because it just brings back all that emotion so yeah as we were doing this last section of the marathon I had to work through a whole process with myself oh my gosh you're never gonna guess what (laughs) this is how much I was struggling I called my therapist I called my fucking therapist I did not know what was happening to me and I called her up and I was so surprised she answered because she does work all day but at points does she answer and she was like hello and I was like I am dying I can't breathe I've got a stitch and I'm failing and I was just breaking down to her while running while all the crowds are there and she like was like right you need to breathe and she like went through this whole thing of breathing and then we ended the call and I was still struggling like I still had that stitch but that's when it started to click to me. It was like, Anna, you have two choices right now. One, you're going to collapse on the floor because you're going to keep pushing yourself to run when you physically cannot run. Or you give yourself that full permission to walk and that it's okay. And throughout the two hours, was I able to finally get to a place of like, I can walk, it's okay. There's literally nothing I can do. And... At the end, I tried to like run a bit, but, and even afterwards I was sobbing and I couldn't find, basically my boyfriend and Millie and our friends were in one area and my mum was in another area. And like, I just didn't know where to go. I was like, but you said we would meet here and now you guys are here. And like, I was just sobbing. And I was just like with my medal, with my big hoodie in my Crocs just walking around, like I couldn't walk, I had to sit down and I was just trying to find my family and friends and then like I remember this guy follower like came up to me and was like oh my god I really rate your content and your stuff you put out and I was like thank you, I was actually like crying and bless you wanted a picture and I was there crying and then this, oh it was so sweet though like everyone who came up to me that day like I really felt supported like I think it also was such a big click because I realized how real all of you are 
and I don't mean that in an offensive way at all, like you're not real before, but maybe you've had that with me as well. You're like, you know, I've never met this girl, like what's going on? But like, obviously when you, when I see like, oh, it had 200,000 views, I don't understand what 200,000 people is. I don't think you ever see 200,000 people in an area, like a stadium normally has 60,000 people or something. Or, or like a festival has 12,000, maybe 60,000 is wrong. What I'm trying to say is sometimes I don't understand. And through meeting you guys, has it really made that deeper level connection? And just seeing like, <laughs> I think that's also, I'm literally about to cry. <laughs> oh my God, just seeing you guys like standing on the edge saying, go Anna, when like, you just had so much support for me when like you don't even I don't know like it just felt so crazy to have that amount like I literally saw so many of you and it was just yeah I just wanted to say thank you guys for like (laughs) just supporting me in whatever I do because I know I haven't always got things right but like I'm generally always trying my best and it's like I'm trying to always protect myself well I'm always trying to help you guys and I'm learning that like through that do I need to protect myself too and I'm just so grateful to have such an amazing connection and loyal community almost that trust me and that really take in what I say like that to be heard I think is such a healing thing for me because younger Anna never thought she was going to be heard she thought she was so different in her ways of processing things and emotions and friends and life and thoughts and dad issues and abuse and and just so many different things that I just never thought I would be heard or related to relatable I don't know the word but yeah (laughs) I guess I'm just really really grateful Uh, Wow, I did not expect myself to go into this whirlwind. I, it is going to be a shorter podcast today because I am exhausted from the marathon and I guess just catching you up on everything else. I am currently looking for houses um, in London, well, apartments in London, but I'm also moving out my apartment in two days. So I've got to pack up all my stuff put it all in a van, take it back to my hometown. My mum has a van, so she's going to drive it back. So I've got house viewings today and then I'm going to have house viewings for like the next weeks, hopefully weeks, not months, and then hopefully move into my own place. But something that I do also want to talk about, which I think will help people, is about your hometown. Now I know everyone has different relationships with it. You might absolutely love going back and feel like it's very homey, but I know a lot of you are going to have almost this like fear and that's where I was with my hometown very small town and almost quite toxic but I feel like that also had a place because I was in a certain place like I was just trapped in that whole all girls secondary school parties and girls and boys and boys taking the piss out of you if you had sex with someone you know like like it was really like that like just very like oh and everyone had 
some sort of slept with someone's boyfriend like it was just not good and I was also in lots of different emotional states like I was there just throughout my whole childhood and then also just going to that when I lost my dad so I went into like a depressive mode lockdown stuck in my house with my parents what my mum and my stepdad and then going into an eating disorder and then like my whole town kind of seeing that and not in a way of like oh my whole town was looking at me just like your gym sees you in a different body and just like everything and then going into recovery and then going into like my bad b era of like blonde hair and just really unhealthy inhaling any smoking stuff I could possibly inhale and I left London no I left my hometown to come to London a year ago today oh my god is it actually a year ago it's a year ago in three days wow and of course because I'm moving out in three days because it's a year contract that's funny anyways (laughs) and it really gave me room to breathe leaving my hometown gave me a lot of room to breathe so if you're in that position maybe this is what you need but it allowed me to grow stabilize heal and even going to Bali made me do that even more because I actually became almost a little bit not I wouldn't say toxic but I had fallen back into old habits here as well and then coming back from Bali have I seen London in such a new light because I'm in such a different place and just such a beautiful place in myself like I'm really quite sturdy in myself even though the last two days have been a bit rocky because of the post-marathon exhaustion but I think I'm actually ready to go back to my hometown just for a little transition period because I don't really have much other option I personally don't want to be like floating around loads of houses because for me personally that makes me really ungrounded like I don't want to do three days at one friend three days at another three days at home like for me I'd rather go back to my parents house stay there for a month put all my shit there say that this is going to be my home for a month and then you know I think I'm going to go to Amsterdam with my friends I'm going to go to Belgium with my mom I'm going to go visit my friends so like I am going to be out a lot but I know that that's my base and I want to come back to my hometown with like a new light like I am not going to be scared of anyone I used to like be scared of seeing certain people down the street now I don't give a shit I'm empowered in my own self I am authentically me and I'm unapologetic about it I don't I'm not gonna say sorry like I'm not I'm not weird I'm not too cool I'm not anything like I'm gonna walk down the street I'm not embarrassed of anything like I've got nothing to be embarrassed about anyways but I also just I don't think I like to and like younger people would be like in your hometown because people have known me for a long time or like if it's let's say like the year sevens or like the younger girls they don't come up to you and say oh my god like I really like your content like whatever they just like laugh and giggle and kind of like oh my god it's oh my god it's Anna like it within their own little group and don't come up and like not like I want them to come up but it's just very weird like I'll walk down the streets knowing that people are kind of like saying or I don't know but it made me uncomfortable but now I'm like no I don't mind like I can only be proud of myself that people let's say what not recognize me if they don't know me personally and if they do know me personally and they're like judging me and whatever I don't give a shit because I'm not judging myself and I'm proud for where I am I'm proud of my job I'm proud of what I'm doing so it's almost like when you have a situation where you think other people are judging you 
As soon as you let go of that judgment of yourself, are you in a free world? And something I've really liked to do lately is like, if you're walking somewhere and you've got lots of faces, try not to actually look at people's faces because I didn't realize, but I was constantly alert of people's reactions. Whether that was a guy walking past me seeing if he was checking me out and that would boost my ego. Whether that was like an old lady judging me, like whatever. Even if people weren't even looking at me, I was looking at every single face to see if they were looking at me. And I think you'll realize that a lot of people do this. So what I do now is I put my music on and I lift my head up with pride, with empowerment. And I look up, I look at the sky, I look at the buildings and I'm in my own world. And I make sure I am not scanning for people's faces because I I don't care if people are looking at me. Because if I dance down the street in my own bubble and I'm not looking at the fact that other people are looking at me, then I don't know. And I'm sat here all safe at home. Nothing's happened to me. I was dancing down the street all week last week and I'm perfectly fine. Nothing happened to me. Nothing went wrong. Nothing, like, you know, I think we like to catastrophize. Like, what if we do something a little bit different? Even last week, I went on the tube and I was dancing for 30 minutes because it was a 30 minute tube. And I was like bopping around, doing a little bit of stretch, like arm stretches, bopping my shoulders. I just didn't look at other people to see if they were looking at me. And it didn't harm me at all. And I came off the tube feeling like I hadn't been on the tube because... If you go on the tube in London, you know that you feel really stimulated and a bit gross after it. And I actually felt energised. So what I'm trying to say through this podcast is the only judgement you really have is yourself. And once you can release that, does your life get better? Now, other people may be judging you. They might, right? But that's their shit. That's genuinely their shit. They were probably told that they were never allowed to dance down the street or make noise or wear something different or be proud in their job or your parents might have been told that they had to be doctors so that you might have to be doctors and they might judge you know other people's judgments is their stuff but the most you can do is release that judgment off yourself and it's a continuous thing but it gets exponentially better because I've done so much of this unjudgmental stuff already how do I genuinely feel a lot better And then like the marathon taught me another thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if people look at you. It doesn't matter if people know you. You have to do your thing. You don't have to explain your thing to other people. I don't, because I I feel like in the marathon, I couldn't tell people like, guys, I'm really dying. I've got a massive stitch. I couldn't tell people that. Like I had to just do it and let people kind of wonder what was going on. But that's the thing. We don't have to explain to anyone what's going on. And we can just do us, do us. So I hope, this podcast brought you some insight some knowledge and just a little catch up which I think is nice I also quickly want to share a little thing um so I just had therapy literally just before this and I was in quite a rested state after and I was saying to my therapist like oh can I not just lie down here for like the morning can I not just rest and she was like I need you to do your podcast because it needs to be done today And not like a need like it should. Like I want to. Like it's a commitment to myself that I am proud of and that I enjoy. But obviously I was very tired today and yesterday. But she was like, do it right now. So after the call, she was like, I want you to listen to music. Get your state different. So I was in a very relaxed state. So I had to change it to a more empowered, upbeat state. Do that for 10 minutes. And then I don't even want to think about it. But I need you to start your podcast because... I've now finished it in, what, 25, 30 minutes, 20 minutes. And I've done it. And I can then close my laptop 
and feel like, wow, I've done it. It's one thing off my list. I can walk around my day now less stressed. But if I'd finished therapy and then procrastinated and like tried to think about too much of what I was going to do. And I think this could potentially relate in terms of homework and assignments. Like if you try to think how you're going to do it and, oh, I don't actually know, you know, all that stuff. I know it's freaking hard. But it's almost like just get yourself to sit down and start it. Then will it flow? And it will protect you because you're not walking around the day with stress. You're actually walking around the day with, oh, I did that. I actually did what I needed to do. So whether that's your washing, whether that's paying your tax, whether that's whatever's on your to-do list, updating your insurance or something, get that done so you can walk around with no stress. It's something that really helped me. And now like I'm buzzing because I'm like, wow, I've done it. I've done my podcast. Like I loved it. It went well. And I can now go to my house viewings. I can pack up my room. I can rest. I can eat my cookies and I can go get my morning coffee I'm sending so much love I have an Instagram podcast called Inside Anna's Mind I have a personal Instagram called Anna Ultra Fitness where I really try to keep you guys updated and just things that help me along the way also TikTok on YouTube is also Anna Ultra Fitness I love you guys and I hope you have an amazing day bye bye